0: J.D. and the Great Barber Battle, Chapter 5, Another Bad Hair Day. By the next Sunday after church, I knew I had to do something. Jordan and the rest of the kids at school would never run out of cracks. The thought of going back on Monday and taking in another week of insults made me not want to get out of bed. I had seen my mother give herself a relaxer out of a box about once a month, it was a white cream that made her hair stick straight, and she kept it shorter like some actress named Halle Berry. J.D. and the Great Barber Battle Chapter 5 Another Bad Hair Day By the next Sunday after church, I knew I had to do something. Jordan and the rest of the kids at school would never run out of class. Mom wasn't the best hairstylist. She would wash Vanessa's hair every weekend and put it into a single braid going down her neck. But Vanessa would always take it down and redo it. She would spend hours twisting her hair down, taking the twist out in the morning, and tying a headband around her head. Sometimes Vanessa would stand at the mirror, snipping at her hair with a pair of scissors. Her hair always looked better after she was done fussing with it. I thought back to what mom said about making her hair easier to do. My friend Xavier's hair was kind of straight, Maybe it would be easier to cut my hair into something cool about if it was relaxed. I knew my mom kept her relaxer next to the clippers under the sink in the bathroom. So, after everyone went to sleep, I crept in there and read the box. The instructions were followed by the words, Warning, contains alkali. Caution, this product will cause irritancy reaction when it comes into contact with the skin. Then there were a million more long words, some I did not know, but the warning also said the product could cause blindness if it got into my eyes and I should wear gloves when handling. Well, I had no plan to put it in my eyes and my mom used it in her hair. How bad could it really be? I followed the instructions and kept the white cream on my head for 15 minutes and washed it out before I got into bed. That night, I thought about the warning label and all the things that could go wrong. The results the next morning weren't, um, exactly what I was hoping for. My hair was kind of straight, but not completely, and I had a small burn at the back of my neck. I ran a brush over it and slicked it back. I put my bulldog's cap on before going down to the breakfast table. Granddad didn't even say a thing this time. His look alone told me he wasn't pleased. I took off my cap and Vanessa gasped loudly. Did you perm your hair with mom's relaxer kit, she asked. It was a mistake, I told her. I won't use it again. Well, good, don't. What you did looks worse than what mom did, Vanessa said. Too bad it's going to take a month to grow out. A month? What have I done? The next whole week at school was even worse than the first one. During lunch, to take my mind off my hair, I pulled out my sketchbook. I didn't even eat. I just turned my head away from my friends and put it down on the table as I completed my latest masterpiece, Thanos, turning all the kids who had made fun of me into dust. You know, my parents showed me a video called Thriller over the weekend, Jessica told me, as she sipped from a fruit juice box. You look like that singer in it. Yeah, your head looks fried," Xavier said. I couldn't even think of anything to say back to them, so I kept my head down and finished my drawing. The only happy memory I had from the first two weeks of third grade was seeing Miss Scott every morning in reading class. She worked at a beauty counter inside J.C. Penney for her second job, and she looked different every day. When I used to visit my granddad at the mall. Before he retired, I always asked him to take me by her counter so I could get sprayed with cologne. When Miss Scott saw how bad my hair looked, she let me keep my hat on the whole class. The teasing continued at Bible study, at football practice, and even at home with Vanessa. The last straw was when I was forced to sing at choir on Sunday with my head exposed, standing there looking ridiculous, clapping and swaying in front of the whole congregation with my semi-straight hair. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to do something about my hair. J.D. and the Great Barber Battle, Chapter 6, Me versus the Clippers
1: Mom prepared our post-church meal early in the morning before he left so we could eat together before we all scattered. "'My grandmother usually taught a private ceramics class "'after church on Sundays, for example. "'J.D., can you watch Justin for a little bit?' "'My grandmother told me before she left. "'Granddad will be in the living room doing some paperwork.' "'Why can't Vanessa do it?' I asked. "'She's going with your mother to the beauty supply store "'since you used up all your mother's perm,' Grandma said. "'They'll be back in a bit before school on Monday. "'How was I going to do it if I had to waste time watching Justin?' "'I told Justin to come with me to my bedroom.' As I looked over at him playing with his race cars on the floor, I thought back to what Jordan had told me during our last game of Madden. Maybe I should just take my mom's clippers and shave my head bald. But I had never cut hair before. I looked down at Justin. He had plenty of hair. Justin, I said, do you like your long hair? Justin pulled at the tip of one of his braids and paused. He scrunched his nose. No, he yelled. I took that as a sign. Let's go into the bathroom for a little bit. I said, "I want to teach you a new game. It's called barber shop." Justin looked up at me and smiled like I had just invited him to the Meridian bowling alley. Mom was an expert bowler, and it was her favorite way to blow off steam. She even had her own ball with her initials engraved on it. "If I bowl 300 one more time, I'm going pro," she yelled after each strike. The bowling alley had rides and games for kids, too. Justin loved going. I set my little brother down on the bathroom, put a bedsheet around his neck, and spun him around in front of the mirror. I grabbed my mom's clippers and turned them on. They buzzed. There were eight different sizes of guard in the box, and I used the same size guard my mom used on me. A size two. I knew the larger numbers were for straighter hair. If no hair came off, then you used a smaller number. I studied Justin's head, and I cut his hair into a fade. Tradition be gone cornrows no more. It didn't look half bad. Plus, Justin was only three. So what did he care? Hey, he said when he checked out his hair in the mirror. Looks like Spider-Man's, he yelled out, as he walked around the bathroom pretending like he was shooting webs out of his hands. I couldn't believe I did it, and Justin looked so happy with how it all turned out. Making Justin happy with something I did filled me with a warm feeling. Like I just finished a plate of fried fish and French fries that Mom made every Sunday in the summer. This was proof that I could fix my own hair. Now watch this, Justin. I told him, "I'm going to cut mine." I knew I could do it, or it was my thing. One time I drew a black panther, and my grandmother displayed it in the living room for everyone to see. Hair was the same, an art. I took the clippers, looked in the mirror and thought about how everyone would react once they saw my sick fade. I turned them on with the size 2 guard, the same size I used on Justin. I was going in the direction of my hair, starting at the crown of my head. You were great, I told myself. You were dope. You were cutting your own hair. I was the man. I looked in the mirror as my mountaintops became a flat field. I finally did look like Michael B. Jordan. My heart pounded as I waited in my bedroom with Justin for my mom to get home. As soon as I heard the door open and mom and Vanessa both come inside, I put the baseball caps on both mine and my brother's heads. I was afraid she'd be so angry at me. Justin burst out of my bedroom. "'Mom!' he said as he hugged her. My bulldog's cap almost covered his whole tiny head. "'Where's JD?' she said. At least that's what I heard as I hid out in my bedroom. I had cut Justin's hair without permission. Would I be grounded? Would this mean no more staying over at Jordan's house? Would Granddad make me read him more dry books? Or worse, would my mom tell me no peewee football this year? I came out from my room slowly and sat down next to Justin on the couch in front of our only working TV. Granddad had finished his paperwork and was watching reruns of... What is the color purple? He yelled out the answer about the category named the Oscars. J.D., Now you got Justin wearing a hat too, he bellowed. Boys, take those off. I did as I was told. When Justin didn't respond, I pulled off his hat. Mom and Vanessa joined us next to Grandad on the couch. My mom's mouth dropped open when she saw mine and Justin's new haircuts. Wow, she said in shock. No one made a sound. For a really long time. Then finally she continued. I wish you had asked me if you could cut Justin's hair first. I knew it. I might as well start collecting books to read to granddad. Then mom's face got softer. But Justin's hair does look pretty good, JD. Your hair looks good too, she said. She looked at Justin and rubbed his cheek. Do you like your hair, baby, she asked. Justin burrowed into my mom's side and giggled. I think that's a yes, she said. If you're this good at cutting your own hair, then that's one less thing I need to do every week. I couldn't believe it. Your hair looks way better than before, Vanessa added. Now you might not get on punishment for using mom's perm box. My shoulders relaxed and I turned my attention back to jeopardy. That night, I went to sleep eagerly awaiting the school day on Monday. Now, no one would have anything bad to say about my hair.